0: Do you feel as if reality has been altered? That something or someone has interfered with our collective present moment? Then this is the podcast for you. This is the sound of duality. This has the sound of a DMT molecule as it travels through your body, opening you to the knowledge that you seek. It's also the sound of sheep and bliss, wandering this universe, and the concept of Sonder, as you play a lead role created by these two states of being. Pull up a pew and take a seat. This is a podcast of all you touch and all you see. The guests are everything in between. Enjoy the ride. Enjoy the duality of each state of being and the very thin line between each.
1: All right, welcome everybody. This is Drew with Pull Up A Pew Podcast. Jumping into the second podcast two days in a row. Hitting it hard here. Um, This is the one we've really been wanting to do. I've really been wanting to do now for um, probably going on a month, actually. Uh, Just, you know, life comes up, different things arise and, uh, you know, People know about my, my business ventures. So I'm just really happy to have Nick Aris on uh, today to discuss his book series. That um, after discussing it, uh, I think you guys are all really going to appreciate it, especially the fans that I have uh, and the people that we all know um, on Twitter are going to get these concepts and ideas and I believe get super, super excited. About it, kind of like people did with uh, um, Dan. Help me, uh, Nick. Who is the one to, uh, to Dan? Um, Dan
2: Brown. Uh, Dan. Brown.
1: Yeah, like his. Yeah, his his kind of books. Him with a lot of conspiracy uh, behind it. But I think you're going to find and and I'll be honest, folks. I haven't had a chance to read them as of yet. But I'm going to be jumping into them here very quickly. And you know, obviously, we're going to hope uh, that. We're going to generate enough interest here where you're going to jump into reading these books because they are right up our alley and and they really uh, seem to contain information that's all around us that we really don't notice unless you're awake. And a lot of the people Mm -hmm. that we talk to are awake. In fact, let me give a shout out to Perceptions Today, uh, at Perceptions Today, I should say, at Cosmic Librarian. At where did the road go? And at DMT researcher, because I know these are all people that definitely uh, appreciate this kind of thing, and know Nick, and know that I've I've really been wanting to do this this podcast. So Nick, why don't you introduce yourself to everybody? Just kind of give them a little personal background as much as you want to provide, and and what got you into into writing?
2: Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me on the podcast. I'm excited to be here. For sure. Well, it's, it's uh, quite the time to be writing an FBI deep, deep state thriller series, obviously. And uh, I thought I would start by just kind of introducing my story, how I came to writing this series. And, you know, it's, it's actually one that has it's predicted a lot of world events, and it's intertwined with what's going on in the news. And we all know there are ever-increasing number and expanding scandals in the news during this time. So it's really a fascinating moment in history and um you know there should be a good segue at the end of all this where we can kind of either branch off into. i don't know know how much i want to give away about the plots you know it's kind of a a tightrope i'm gonna walk just enough
1: little teaser
2: yeah and then maybe we can go into just some you know news of the day things that are going on current debate but so ever since i was a small kid i was an extremely imaginative young guy i could entertain myself for hours on end I, i really probably wouldn't have had friends had my mom not sort of forced me to. And then I realized that I was pretty good at having friends too. <laughs> so,
1: it's like after.
2: being a chameleon, you know what I mean? Like, I have a personality and I, I try to psychoanalyze myself wow. and figure out why that is, you know?
1: We're very agile. I've,
2: I've got it down to that. I grew up in Sandy, Utah. It's a suburb of Salt Lake City during the 1990s and the early 2000s. And it, around that time, I think it, I think it was about ninety five, ninety six uh, percent LDS or or Mormon community, mm-hmm. and I I was not My my whole dad's side of the family was, but he was kind of the black sheep of of our of our tribe, and he kind of really made sure to raise kids that had super open minds and could kind of see through social yeah, norms yeah. and things like sure. that. You know, kind of looking at the That's world. Good as an outsider looking in, and, you know, it's it really kind of led me on a, a unique path, I think, where I was so into storytelling, and yet I, I wanted to study philosophy, and like, I thought about going into sociology, but I thought, no, philosophy, mm-hmm. because it's so much more broad and interesting, and and there's literally no topic of debate that doesn't actually derive from philosophy, yeah, and it's... I went to the University of Utah, but by that time I actually had already starred in a a couple feature films. One of them was a was a was like a Mormon film. I had great relationships with with the church, with everyone, but I just, you know, I wasn't a part of it. But I was basically the bad kid at Scout Camp. The film's called Scout Camp. You can go check oh. it out. It was at Redbox for a time. I saw it in there. <laughs> cool. But I That's was, beautiful. yeah, I was extremely informed by films and by storytelling by reading books i was obsessed with dan brown i was obsessed with you know some tom clancy there's so many names like how do you start but i really was affected by the matrix i was yeah. super influenced by it and um
1: how about into in, in non-fiction like like bill cooper back in the day he's the one that got me going with all the conspiratorial
2: oh absolutely stuff. i don't know if you remember and, william uh, cooper
1: Cooper and all that later
2: cool. on. I kind of i got into listening on you know the internet, like Alex sure. Jones, David Icke. I got, I've been on you know, I've gone on binges where I kind of absorb these different people and kind of take the temperature. I gotta remember you're,
1: you're younger yeah. than I am too. I gotta remember yeah. that. Um, in I, fact, how yeah, old are the you? I'm 30.
2: I'm 30.
1: You're 30, so, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but I, it's all I, the same, man. It's all, all the same. It is, stuff it is.
2: In college, I really, the first. Sort of um, experience I had, where I remembered waking up or or starting to see the world in a different way, was when we were studying David Hume, and I realized that I don't know if you know who David Hume is, and I, I, I assume that we're in a you know talking to an audience that you can bring up David Hume and they don't like go to sleep, but when I realized that he had a problem that basically underwrote all of science, and that nobody currently has solved it. I don't know why, but that really like echoes in my mind as a moment where I realized that reality is a lot stranger than we, than we're taught, you know? Absolutely. And so,
1: yeah, Yeah. Um, it's all hidden, all, all of that history, everything that we've been taught, especially through the, you know, the governmental educational system. I mean, it's, it's, I oh, tend to say yeah. who, who Absolutely. knows what even history is anymore. Yeah. Really? So. so I had
2: kind of the unique stance of, of I was like I was an actor I was screenwriting obsessively while I was still kind of getting I basically got all A's in philosophy <laughs> and I graduated and I already had this huge plan about what I was going to go do how I was going to affect the entertainment industry because I thought storytelling is what's so powerful that you can actually get
1: Dude, for the good and of, and for bad that's what's understand the, the duality what, you see of what I'm it. saying
2: you can mm-hmm. have extreme levels of enlightenment, but you can kind of guide people into it in a way where it's not only entertaining, but they absorb it better. And it oh, has uh, the ability yeah. to affect the world. So I, w- I was obsessed with that idea. And I moved to Los Angeles. And I think that's when sort of the bubble popped. in Because I, I, growing up, we, we weren't religious, but my family was extremely spiritual. And guys like Eckhart Tolle, or I think it's actually just Eckhart Tolle, Deepak Chopra, Alan Watts, these types of names—they were all—they were always around in in our upbringing. You know, we—my sister's a PhD in poetry right now. Alan Watts. Yeah, we're all very spiritual. So, but we kind of had that philosophy, almost like the secret, where or the idea that if you just think something long enough and hard enough, it becomes your reality.
1: Yep. I'm, just, I'm talking I about that with some people right now yeah <laughs> i
2: think in practice i think that can become true for you but overall i think that the, it creates a huge if you're only in a positive thoughts only bubble mm-hmm. it creates a bit of a of a blind spot where the rest of reality yeah. is going on yeah. out there you
1: but know it's still there it's still yeah. there i just want to say real quick you have no idea actually how much we do have in common, I was going to say, cause in growing up, I was really an introvert, but masquerading as an extrovert because that's how yeah. I was in growing up. But I was, until really you kind
2: of become an extrovert. In yeah, your, yeah in your it, it,
1: Exactly. It just came about because I had to I went to so many different places, different boarding schools and camps and, survival schools and even some crazy stuff that i've been talking about that cult series that's going to be coming out on the podcast which
2: yeah i, mean, I heard i wow, hear to-
1: that man i'm telling you it's going to blow you away but um uh, but yeah just just very very creative i, I can de- definitely identify with you mm. and where you're coming from immediately um even though we yeah, haven't talked so
2: that segues perfectly into i moved to los angeles after i graduated and it wasn't that I wasn't seeing a certain level of success. I, I remember I was in Billboards at the time. They were all over L.A. I was in a couple different films. I was able to produce a film and, and act in it. I had some, I would say, some B-list stars in it type of thing. It wasn't that I was completely shut out. But as I looked around Hollywood, it was around 2014, 2015, and I just saw darkness, man. Like the The choices they're making in storytelling today are controlled by four or five major production houses who now are majority share owned by the communist Chinese. You can't make it up. Um, yeah. And, you know, a and me, then I, I thought about, to... you look at the publishing industry and it's even more controlled by two or three publishing groups, houses or... that then you look at who owns them and who owns them. And it's, 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 it's alarming how few sources of um, curation or, or editing or, You know what I mean? The
1: power that they know about, like you're saying, um, Nick, that's how you can control. They've learned how to do that instead of using it by, by violence. I think many, many years ago, say hundreds of years ago, they figured out how to do it with actual um, providing people with more things, making them feel as if they're more free, as if they have more control over their lives when it's actually become even worse. Well, what, I, the what I'm getting at is
2: colors. Colors. It's, the, it's just the classic misdirection trick of look over here, not over there. <laughs> yes. And uh, right. and also predictive programming and, and repetitive themes and stuff. And it feels as though in our culture, getting back to what I was saying about not always living in a positive thoughts only bubble. Right. Is realizing that in our culture psychologically, we keep evil as this far away thing. It's this Plot device in a fictional play that, you know, it's Darth Vader. It's not real. When I, when I moved to Los Angeles, I started to really, like, first of all, that's a culture shock right there, moving from Salt Lake to Los Angeles. Oh, seeing the million. Man. I mean, literally in Los Angeles, we're having a homelessness crisis right now. There's typhoid, there's little, literally medieval diseases spreading in the streets right now. It's a crazy thing. It's all thing, over
1: but, California, isn't it? I mean, San Francisco, LA, it's, yeah. it's- The
2: harshness of living here, and then really examining the storytelling decisions that are being made by the major studios, right. it led me down the path of just thinking, I've got to write. I'm a writer, I'm, a, you know, I'm deep, I, I think, I have a, a purpose. Right. I want to change the world, and where the power's at is with writing.
1: And to use it for good, like you're saying, and not for the negative aspects. And it just yes, seems absolutely. like all the movies you see them, like you said, you, you said yes. perfectly Nick, that I watch that too because you know I'm, I'm somewhat in that in that industry with having the director producer I've worked with for a very long time, and so I've gotten to learn a lot about how all that works. But um, you know that, like right now, a lot of the movies that are coming out are are Armageddon, End of the World type movies um that we've had those for a long time but there's a lot now and and some that are strange like the bird box and then there's two of them out right now and the the
2: metaphor they're always they're always always so detached from reality yeah like the news is over here and Uh, anything that you know that we're dealing with in entertainment is over here and you can kind of see it it's part of their things. things.
1: I think they have to tell you. I don't mean to interrupt you. That's just kinda of, <laughs> I always do this stuff. But just i think that's what they have to do. It's like I think there's something going on with these groups that they put them into the movies, they put them into the television programs because it's a part of their uh promise to whatever it is that they're they're worshiping or doing. They've got to kind of put it in plain sight is what I'm trying to say.
2: Mm-hmm. No, you can interrupt me all form. you want. That means that is I'm that inspiring that? I'm inspiring some you know, yeah. excited. You know, that you're makes sure. sense. Though they put it, it in
1: plain sight, so if something maps, they can say, "Well." We and I want believe that
2: I've heard someone say that that's one of the rules of sort of this of control is that they have to show you what they're doing before it in their code, in their creed, before they can actually implement it into the world. And but I feel if, that I do. Yeah, there's a, there's an element to that, but well, who knows? Yeah. It seems like it's a game of Show us enough, but always kind of hide the ball and keep us asking the wrong questions. Yup. And so I realized that if I could just go rogue in Hollywood, literally, I could use the power of the craft of storytelling. You know what I mean? I'm I'm deep into the dramatic arts, man. (laughs) I understand it. How to be entertaining, how to engage people, how to keep people guessing, you know, the suspense, all of the stuff that goes into structuring the story. And, and then do you I'm, speak, do you
1: have an agent I have that kind of that, that profound ability
2: to just get into multiple characters and play them all. Like I'm reading the audiobook now, it's so much fun, man. It's so much fun.
1: Well, that's but, what makes you probably into a better author than most because some people can just write and they're good at it, but they, they don't have natural creativity. Like you just said, to put yourself specifically into the roles. But I was going to ask: Do you do you have an agent like for these books? Do you have any plans, or have you talked to anybody about making them into? You know, a- I have.
2: I've explored all kinds of, of um, different options. Like there's there's kind of different distribution channels and all of that. And honestly, man, the the place where it's at right now, if you want to control the majority of your royalties mm-hmm. and all of that, yep. it's to, it's to do what I'm doing. It's too bad that really after Donald Trump got into office, the the censorship got cranked up a notch. Got cranked oh, God, up yeah. huge.
1: I'm just saying we, we need to talk about that. It's not for this show, but another time um, and about my guy, because I, I think you're going to find something different with him because he's so far past having to – in fact, you can't even find him. You, you can't look him up because people already have known him for so for so many decades. They just come to him, you know, Toyota and, or Royal Caribbean or Budweiser. They just you told come me
2: about. Him. Yeah, you told me about your friend. That that's- Yeah,
1: and he could – Again, we can talk about this another time. If you're in, you know, only if it's something that you ever see that you want to do, he could make sure that it's done by the right people that, you know, it isn't uh,
2: taken advantage absolutely, of. Like you're saying, absolutely. That is, I'm beyond, snakes, interested. I'm beyond right? interested in what you're saying yeah. there. You <laughs> I think, that the, I think yeah. the audience understands what you, I get it. Yeah. But, um, so basically after my awakening, it's kind of analogous to, you know, the same mythological story that we tell, like Buddha going, leaving the palace and going and seeing the real world and the suffering and saying, well, what the heck? I kind of had that same moment. And I just decided now. to apply all of my energies and all of my effort into telling stories amazingly and grippingly, but also keeping that that extra layer of what is the what is the power of this? Of taking our consciousness through this traditional setup of, of, of like a hero's journey and, and picking up the, the transformational effect that it has on the character or the characters and then seeing into the how it affects our real life. Now, imagine if Dan Brown <laughs> just went completely next level, hardcore, and wanted to actually change the world. And I feel like that's basically where I'm at or where I'm getting to. So it's really an exciting time. And, um, well, I like
1: what you're doing. It's it's also it's different. You're not stealing. That was the only thing about Dan, which is true, which came out is he did kind of steal those concepts from those other guys because I read those guys' books years and years before Dan ever came out with with his series of with the Rosicrucians and and some of the other uh, concepts uh, in there. Um, the name of I can't remember what it's called. Not the name of the rose because that's uh, uh, Echo. Um, but yeah, he had just that was the only thing I didn't like about about. Dan. I love the the books and the concepts, but yeah. I he love kinda, he kind of I learned about formatting
2: and, and maintaining suspense from Dan Brown. And right. I, I I love that he you look back ten years, man, the world is changing so fast. When I started writing The Illuminist, the word Illuminati was like right. confined to right. conspiracy theories and, yeah. and you know, yeah. weird like 8chan and you maybe YouTube back when you could actually be monetized on YouTube and be talking about the Illuminati now i've My seen 5 year old i've seen 5 year old kids talking about the illuminati yeah. so it's a completely yeah. different world and it's changing so fast
1: so well they opened it up to the artists that's why like all of the for whatever reason it seemed to go directly to the um, bands and and singing uh, artists not not actors but more to the singing community Started using quote, you know, Illuminati symbols, and then people thought it was kind of just a joke.
2: Yeah, but then they're, they're using absolutely. it they so say, much now. They saw that it was, was pushed it was through. Being revealed. Mind,
1: or yeah, or or is it real? Or or are they just revealing it? It's it's it was
2: it was being revealed either way. The internet, the cat was kind of out of the bag, and so right. they started to bring it into pop culture as kind of a, in a mocking way. <laughs> and they know how it's much power they to have they're very young
1: children. You know? They're very dis- clever. Because The kids whole idea
2: is go. just to keep the narrative away from the idea that there is a, a powerful elite that transcends left and right, that right. is completely in control. And so everything, I, I, it's strange in our culture that idea is so obvious. It's there. You know <laughs> what I mean? It's in the wind. In it's blowing face, in the wind. No, and yet you look at the news. You look at our world, how controlled the conversation still is. It's really getting peculiar. And so I'm so excited to get people reading these books just because we can lay it. I, did, I didn't anticipate that. Yeah, the others,
1: like you said, they warned us about every single thing we're talking about right now, even mm. though it would seem as mm. magic to them. It's the philosophy that they knew. It's all about philosophy. Well, we're really living I, through yeah, the next they revolution. They already knew this think, was going to happen. I think
2: people get it. We're living through the next revolution right now. I mean, we are – just not no to put ourselves to on the pedestal out. of the founding fathers, because I, I think that our generation is pretty much like you said in your in your last podcast. We're, we've been domesticated. You know, we've we're being dumbed down and distracted, and and we're being taught to fight each other so that we can never synergize our efforts and actually create a global oh, yeah. change. like We, we all want to did. See. It would be done for them. It would be over. It would. It would. And a part of that is the cultural side of it. And if there are people who want to help us in this giant mission that we're on, I feel like we, you're right, we are kind of in the same box here. <laughs> we're up to the same thing. It's all
1: happening to the same people at the same time. There's even phys- physiological changes occurring in people that i've noticed that i speak to that are really into this and they, they're talking to me they're like Man, you know i've been having these problems i've been having to be checked out for, for parkinson's or shaking a lot i've been doing that a lot Th- things with standing up and getting dizzy people mm. uh having blurred vision and this isn't like just a couple of people here and there i, I noticed it a there, couple yeah, of years ago crazy and time. now it's I think everywhere
2: so something going technology. on. Yeah, well, it's a, did- and it's an addiction to technology. I feel it in myself. Luckily, I've known how to meditate and stuff. Well, there's stuff people that claim there. that
1: we're, we're moving up to a different, higher vibrational frequency. It's possible. I don't know about that, but it is possible, right? Or it's what you're saying, which is just more of an Occam's razor. It's the higher vibrational Simple technology. Really, everything is, is energy enough.
2: and information. That's actually true. Yeah. Yeah. Like, of course. That sounds kind of David. No getting around that. It's really that. true. I mean, it's factually, um, of, you know, it's oh free. no,
1: David! I there, man. That's yeah. Uh, yeah no, so that's, that's as, as, as the
2: internet, the free and open internet, which really only lasted for about fifteen years, right? That that opening the gates of information, it completely yeah. transformed the vibrational frequency of the human psyche and our experience. And then and then the controllers realized it, but it was far too late.
1: Oh, and, and so fast! It, it took that a humbling event like Donald Trump
2: getting into office for them yeah. to finally.
1: That would be the look only way it. that it could happen. And yeah. I look at it as I write a book, um, again, when I was able to actually read books, called The White Hole in Time. This was back in the 90s, but it was uh, about the singularity somewhat, even before Bostrom and all these other people and McKenna. It's very Illuminous. This conversation
2: is is more uh, tracking the content in the Illuminous, which is funny. It's my first book. So, in a way, maybe that's, it's a natural progression that, yeah. you know, at first yeah. you just look at all this stuff and it's like, you're like, wow, what is going on here? There's but they all they all blend, they, they and the mind control and all this stuff and so the natural yeah, but his, progression was into,
1: listen, but his idea though was that look you're on this this it's a spiraling in of technology that is happening so fast and it's getting faster and faster and faster and faster mm-hmm. that we're gonna hit and he wasn't talking about the singularity like is an ai singularity it's just a point in time where right. you know because we keep doubling and doubling and doubling the amount of information and data that's what you were talking about that's why i wanted to say this that we're going to hit a point that mm-hmm. people's heads were almost going to explode and i think and that's i feel like
2: people We're hitting long. that time oh we are we're in All it right, go ahead. we're in it yeah we're in it now not
1: this like is it. it's yeah. down the road we're, we're in it's
2: revolution yeah it's incredible we're out in the open doing it on a podcast. Yeah, my
1: bad. I just want to get that out because that's, I think, It was
2: 3.33 p.m. when I said that, Eastern Time. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. No, no, okay. I was seeing so the 11-11 Enter 11 the Aiden things. Holmes thriller series, which I feel yeah, like everything. this is a good segue because Yeah, let's I wanted let's to, to, be, to I wanted to write a very practical down-to-earth series that is just mm-hmm. happening now. There's nothing, uh, you know, something that I wouldn't even have to use the term Illuminati because it was being so discredited. And so I started really studying intensely and focusing my analysis on the deep state, this idea of the deep state. And all of a sudden, I was on the beach in... Um, I just wrapped this film that we were shooting. It was called Caretakers. It was a ton of work. I was on the beach down in Coronado, that little island. Or I guess it's an inslet, an islet off of, of San Diego. And I was staring at this tree, and all of a sudden these black... Birds, these crows, just started taking off and like mm. completely shrouding the the sun, and the sky, and it, it just it gave me this idea that that's a wow. powerful opening wow. image yeah, for black, a novel.
1: Blackbirds are definite, yeah, like yeah.
2: An, yeah. O- like kind of an omen yeah. or something. And all of a sudden, the characters were in my head. I was like tracking this, uh, basically this killer who is obsessed with taking out the most corrupt individuals <laughs> in the state, and all of a sudden I realized I had this narrative that's kind of a way to simulate the actual battle against the deep state. And the books in this series, they're written primarily in first person from the perspective of the star of the FBI's violent crimes division. And the guy's a patriot. You know, he's a family man. He's that rank and file person who actually is doing the work of stopping terrorists and criminals for us each and every day, despite the fact that he's part of this overall excuse me, you could say <clears throat> apparatus in the government that is in control of so many different aspects of our lives that him being compartmentalized in this work, in this task of like, let's get the bad guys, let's get the criminals, the terrorists, the murderers, and, and, and never really questioning the kind of the deeper aspects of the shadow government, this FBI detective. Is that not a, the archetype of of this character in everyone's mind right now that we're, you know what I mean? As we look at the news, sounds like I lost you there.
1: Oh my bad, I was coughing and I hit the mute button. Sorry. Yeah, but what I was gonna say is yeah, that's interesting because it's it's not just the people. It's also yourself. You can see yourself in this character. Is that what you were trying to say? Because you've got your friends and family. And I think and that we all want to believe that really this, believe
2: this character is yeah. real. We all right. want to believe that Aiden Holmes, Agent Holmes, is real. He's the guy who actually, if he's involved, you right. feel pretty good about our government. There's you know that, that they're there and law. they're doing it for the right reasons. And so writing from the perspective of that guy, as he is tracking a killer, who I don't want to give too much away about the plot. No, no, no. Don't just. He's yeah. he's taking out the most corrupt, powerful people, and he's doing it in very stylistic and and catchy ways. And he's getting the whole world to talk about it. Excuse me, I hit my laptop. Well, in
1: the way that you're talking about it, he's a, he's a representation, like he's, a, he's a character in the book, but he's a representation of many different things it's not just the person. It's like you said, it's a philosophy and a, and a way of thinking and especially with this change going on in, in America with millions of people right. aw- get, becoming awake, they're going to see themselves in well, this yeah, the character. character.
2: The character is a bit of a lens, but he, he's also, there is you a want very to be that distinct, guy. there is a distinct character who is the manifesto right. murderer. And yeah. it's intriguing to catch him to hunt him down. And it, you know, it's fascinating to see the inner conflict and the transformation of the one character who you you essentially identify with the FBI detective tracking this killer Holmes. into the secrets of the you know the power structure
1: are they an even match within the the, the story would you, uh, would I would, you say would I would
2: I would say that or
1: don't say if you don't I'm not want to say. going
2: to yeah I'm not going to say that it's <laughs> okay. it's a wild ride it's a wild ride for Aiden Holmes. but by the time he's through it there's really been some incredible psychological accounting for this cultural shift that we're all going through and so mm-hmm. it that's why i think it's really resonated with so many people is that you feel like you're experiencing history as you read it and that's
1: what year did you write it the the first one manifesto
2: it, it i wrote it in 2017 and it came out in uh, april okay. 2018 okay I just want to get perspective on that yeah, and it, it, it's predicted quite a few things, including the rise of oh, right. censorship and all of this crazy stuff. And it also, it, I think it still is continuing to track the pulse of what's going on. And then, you know, you get into the sequel, which is called Night on Witch Hunt Hill, and you can see you can see how the, the it's tracking the news and, and, and we're all kind of going through the same awakening into process the through the yeah. character of this detective, kind of the, truly the modern version of Sherlock Holmes, which is, I, you know, I like to use some cliches in the work because it brings it down to earth and it, it gives people a, a linchpin to grab onto yeah, and to, yeah, to grab onto the story and understand anchor. it. And let let me it read makes it, out, it, it, mean, makes let it me entertaining it for a from, wide audience.
1: From Amazon real quick, this is what it says about the manifesto murder. So it says, Special, special Agent Aiden Holmes is the star of America's FBI Violent Crimes Division and a dedicated family man. Life is going his way until an audacious serial killer stabs at the very heart of government power one Friday night. Now Agent Holmes is on a chase to stop the highest profile murderer in memory. His familiar world is turned on its head when the killer leaves a bizarre manifesto letter and a smartphone beside his first victim. The killer's note is written in flawless calligraphy, On a burnt-edge piece of olden days parchment paper, the cell phone is found empty, except for a single voice recording sent via an encrypted messenger app. As Aiden hits play, an eerily disguised voice rings out. He reads along with the murderer who promises to kill the most powerful and corrupt people in the world every Friday for the next three months, or until his controversial terms are met. Following a trail of clues into the underbelly of a shocking global power structure that has infiltrated the U.S. government and what Detective Holmes learns while hunting down the self-proclaimed manifesto murderer, it forces him to take a closer look at what rank and file FBI agents call the deep state. Hysteria grips the case. The world is watching as pressure skyrockets Unexpected danger surrounds Agent Holmes, and each new revelation is striking closer to home. I like that. The underbelly of a shocking global power structure. Yes. I think anybody can identify with that right now.
2: Yeah, that's pretty much what we are living through, right? <laughs>
1: yeah, I hope I read that all right. <laughs> no, that was
2: great. That was great.
1: Yeah, Just so people could get a good idea
2: uh-huh. of what's going on.
1: Um, so so, yeah, no, go ahead. What do you, what are you thinking?
2: Well, uh, you want to read the description to Night on Witch Hunt Hill?
1: Yeah, yeah, sure. We can do that. Yeah. The next one that's going to lead right into it. So Night on Witch
2: Hunt Hill. Actually, I'll add a little bit because I think I wanted to kind of play with this teaser. It's still very fresh. You know, I kind of calibrate them to see how well they treat people. But part of the catalyst of this book is when the president sends a tweet that, mentioned sealed indictments okay, and, and uh, to get the popcorn ready and then that starts this culmination of, of a hysteria in Washington that leads to all kinds of surprises go ahead and read it
1: <laughs> and we all know what those terms those trigger terms get the popcorn ready and everything but here I'll go ahead and read it so it's the climax of a witch hunt special agent Aiden Holmes is leading the FBI's top domestic counter squad while juggling a secret task from the president. After a shocking tweet from the president refers to sealed indictments. Chaos pulls Agent Holmes into the peak of hysterical cycle gripping the Washington, D.C. area in real time. America's most unpredictable 24 hours unfolds. As a day turns to dusk, the hunt is on. Now Detective Holmes must sleuth through the swamp. Of shrouded intentions haunting our nation's capital at every breathless hour of the night. Yeah, and I think that's that's very much in just one short <laughs> paragraph describes the world we're living in right now.
2: In it, in it, but in a strangely, I mean, figurative, metaphorical. Yeah, way. yeah,
1: yeah. Of course, of course.
2: But you get to it's live like through you're, the reality. You're blending,
1: of it. Yeah. yeah, some things there that are real but also maybe hitting on some things as as yeah you would and put i it think as, it, it, and that's nothing changed.
2: new for the mystery genre to kind of right. intertwine it with some reality to keep it sure. intriguing but it might be unique in in its um its overall usefulness in i catapulting almost think he was under. nailing it <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you nailing. exactly what's going on there. <laughs> that's just me well and, like, you know tour. but in, in all in all humility, we're living through incredible times, man. I think I just – if anything, I just have the uh, the bravery and, and enough uh, personal reasoning behind choosing to actually be in a battle with the dragon.
1: Man, my thing is I, I'm really into theoretical physics. And as everybody of you, you see me writing about D-Wave and, and CERN and deep learning and where all this is coming from that I've I got this weird concept of how we – something went wrong and it it happened in the nineties. And I've been saying this way before anybody else was, was even contemplating something like this occurring, but you you can have um, backwards moving time. It's not a a theory. It actually happens um, with the double slit experiments, but D wave computers are so big and so powerful that it can change things into the past. So you, you blend that with what's, you know, called the, uh, Uh, Mandela effect which is people used to laugh at but are now looking at more seriously because things can be changed they're talking about literally inserting themselves into parallel universes to pull data into our own universe because you can't do the calculations there's there's not enough atoms or particles in our own universe to Mm -hmm. run the calculations and that's why they do it um and what was my point to say that there was a really big point of, of why that was important with this. Um,
2: well, going back to, about, yeah, just the, the cultural moment that we're all living through. And
1: Oh yeah. Thank you. Thank you. That you're right. That we're actually repeating this. Something did occur. I already believe something happened and we're in a loop right now. So when you say it's the most interesting time to live, it's almost too interesting and things are almost too right. Um, coincidental right now to be happening mm-hmm. all at the same time between so you don't Trump. Think
2: that could just be a crescendo
1: Maybe right, it, right. Like I was talking about earlier about that that cycle. It, that it could be that or this other situation that I'm talking about, which is obviously a lot more out there. That's it's it's more speculation than the first one. Is the first one is common sense. I mean, technology is spiraling to a point that our human minds and our bodies haven't had time, enough time to evolve, to to handle the changes that are occurring. And they know that and they use that against us. So mm. I struggle between the, between the two thoughts. And I don't want to get into all that stuff because that's – No, that, that's, far that's far extremely
2: out. relevant to me because I agree. So from my perspective, it was shocking when I realized how shadow banned I was, you know. <laughs> Just because I have this idea of the United States of America, and yeah, the First yeah, nationalism, the America, freedom, the Constitution, the, the, the Socratic method—that these yeah, things that are just words. ingrained in me—that I'm like, that's what Western civilization was. That's what brought us out of the dark ages, and we're mm-hmm. starting to lose track of that. Yeah. this is this is an emerging The greatest generation—that's
1: what they lived under, Nick. Right? I mean, the, the that fact was the that they American think
2: game. they can socially control us at such an obvious level. To really, just put tyranny in our faces like this. Right. It's so insane, man. That is, that we're that actually is not a part the, of this moment in history that I'm incredibly grateful that I've been able to kind of get ahead of the curve a little bit. At your age, and throw is them what curveball. I'm impressed
1: with. And I'm honestly,
2: I'm kind, of, I'm kind of flattered that they think they have to censor me. Can you imagine yeah. this yeah. book? It has like all, it's growing, it's getting there. It's almost like well, gro- retweets. Can you imagine if every retweet? wasn't yeah. scaled back in the algorithms it's really yep. we need it, if anybody should be pissed off it's it's me man yeah but no but, but i think right. not, it, i'm it, not it, it, i'm just excited because you know what yes these ideas they're noticing are noticing out there these <laughs> ideas are getting out there either way they can't yeah. stop it they can't stop it
1: no it is flattering it, it is it's showing that they're noticing you and and a lot of other people as well, but yeah, especially you, and in everything well, the, that you're the, saying, the you're arms arms all trigger words. That's what I'm
2: saying about it being so obvious, is there's no, yeah. this is no special treatment I'm getting. It's so no. obvious what's going but on. But they
1: don't want people using this terminology, because they know this is how it used to be, and for whatever reason, as people, we have to take responsibility ourselves as well. It's not just the government, because we allowed this to happen. My generation, right. which is the X generation and then the baby boomers, those two together are the ones that really failed. The greatest.
2: That's what I don't understand is you guys are age, You guys are in power. Where are you now? Well, that's why I don't know what
1: happened. I I think somewhere within that rebellion of the baby boomers in the sixties and going through the sexual revolution and, and uh, you know, the use of, of drugs, which is fine because I'm a libertarian, but they made it so recreational and so wild that it changed everything. And then we jump right into Generation X and and then all of a sudden the baby boomers switch gears and instead of being deadheads, you know, which I used to be a big time deadhead, they, they turned into the most capitalistic, greedy bunch of people on the planet um, that has led to their kids not teaching them the What used to be taught in the 50s by the greatest generation, they lost that of teaching civics, teaching what the Constitution is about, teaching what the Declaration of Independence, mm. what the Bill of Rights is about. Like and that's when, even
2: more I'm lost on my podcasts. generation as well. That's because- what I'm saying.
1: That's why I'm so proud of you and your age that you get it. If people your age, if they all got it, we'd be okay. The scary part right now, and I'll stop. This one thing is this whole AOC and these 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 young people that have been – Bread, and I mean that it obviously in a philosophical way, not really bread, but to come into Congress at such a time because of what I said in that podcast, the greatest generation is gone. The people that can witness, right, of atrocities, of real atrocities, of what happened in World War II, to Stalin, the Khmer Rouge, of Mao, and the, you know, the Chinese, you know, we're talking hundreds of millions of people being murdered, starved to death, killed. They lived through that. They and knew the they were gone. And now they know the deep state knows these people are no longer around to witness and tell these young kids. So what do they do? Now they implant people into the educational systems, into the colleges, into the schools to teach them that the Constitution is a piece of shit. We got to get rid of that. We need free everything. We're going to give you free food. We're going to give you free uh schooling we're going to give you a living wage right? and this is impossible everybody with any right with any sense of knowledge knows i mean that's like 90 trillion dollars to do that and it's just for power it's just to get trump out get them well, back
2: in power i would be more I'll stop generous there. I to, to AOC i think she actually is well meaning I I, I I empathize with living in a big city like she lives in new york city it's I think chaos, she man. believes in It's completely in dysfunctional, it. And so you get I don't think It's, it's easy means. to sell yourself that idea that society itself is in its current state is broken and has. No, to no, break. it needs
1: it needs some changes. I'm not I'm not like right, a total. Right. Um, we do need programs. We need certain things. My 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 own, the girlfriend. has. Do I think
2: things. that she's misguided how she's going about it. Probably. Yeah, I mean, probably. That be, but
1: um, she just needs to be rained down a bit and understand that like these the green new deal will not work okay let's think of something else think of something better and start working with mm-hmm. the president start working with uh, mm-hmm. and, and, we both know there's rhinos. It's, it's, to me, it's both sides. I'm not like on one side
2: or the to other. Me, the there's modern human. social, I, I graduated from college in 2011. So I was at kind of the very beginning of that process where they're taking the human, especially people in the Say humanity. again, where you
1: graduated from. We lost you for like one second when you said that,
2: uh, the, I graduated from the university of Utah in philosophy. It was in yeah. 2011. Um, so it was kind of before this whole process of really indoctrinating people and making i feel like i got a pretty solid education in rational thought objectivity the scientific method the well, you had method. To, have been to be able you to know, have
1: written what you just did reasonable
2: so. debate really being able to think critically about things and
1: well you art, went to the right school i mean possibly. i think there's, there's a lot out there though that do swing so far in the other way yeah because i don't want to be that conspiratorial say it's every school it's not every school but they're well placed into it's a, a culture lot and it, it, well. Rough. And there
2: are people so gaming system. there are powers that be that are are up to no good influence we can't live under socialism, trying to man. infiltrate you and can. influence it yeah
1: it only leads to tyranny it, it'll only lead to death and it, it's not even that they want socialism it's only a stepping stone from there then you go to world government to the whole, you know, the whole new world order, which is very real <clears throat> with the APAC of of the, you know, the, the plan for a new American century, which anybody can look up. That this was their plan. It was a 16-year plan. And one of the steps in it, though, is to go through a phase of socialism. And here's where the AOCs of the world and some of these other people that I think more, Nick, that they're being used as pawns. And that's more of what I meant. I don't think she's evil. I think just that she's been indoctrinated and taught this so much, kind of like Barack Obama and and, and how he was indoctrinated Mm. that uh, because he's too young to
2: be be fully evil.
1: (laughs) Right, right, right. I mean, your brains don't even fully develop until you're 25 years of age. Right. Um, I'm sure she's over 25. I don't know how old she is, but it, it just shows you. Most people don't realize that. And then they want to make the voting age 16. You see the problem with that? You can't. Even at eighteen, it's
2: tough. Well, the Democrats it's right now, man, they're just coming up with wacky idea after wacky, wacky. idea. None of that stuff's going to stick. It's all so. It just sounds crazy, and it, it's really sad to see that that. Is it that large of a segment of the population, or is it a radical? Field I don't think that's so. so. I, hijack- I
1: think It's not. I, I I think that it's a lot of it's fake. It's paid for because I've witnessed that personally, when I was in my twenties, I was very liberal. I Like I said, I was, I was a deadhead. I was a very liberal. I worked for one of the biggest uh, groups in the nation It was called citizen action. They were bigger than Greenpeace. Okay. And at the time they were making us work on the single payer healthcare system. And we were supposed to go out. I rose in the ranks really quickly too. because I was just really good at what I did and raising money. They made me a program director in, in Atlanta supposed to collect a million uh, signatures and contributions, okay? Now, hear this. I will go and testify in front of Congress to this. We didn't even collect 10,000 signatures, okay? They told the media, because this has been going back. It's not just today that they're fake. They've been fake for a long time. And, of course, this was CNN. This was in Atlanta and Ted Turner. But they said we collected a million and I knew there wasn't. And they took a picture of it and put us on the cover of the Atlanta Constitution with this big pile. And if you just looked at the first, like, top 100 pages, you see all these signatures and stuff. But if you went below that, it was all blank paper, Nick. It was all blank paper. I will swear to that. Yeah, it was a total lie. And that's when I learned it was the first thing that taught me about truth and reality and what was really going on. From both sides too, not just. But what can happen in politics? That again, and that's why I describe the difference between politicians and statesmen, and you know, mm-hmm. just that. Got to get back to understanding that the Constitution is all we need. So you can throw any pretty word you want in front of socialism, and it's still socialism. It still leads right. to death. It's it's how Hitler did it. It's how they all did it by promising all these free and wonderful things. Germany did do wonderful things for the Autobahn and the buildings and structures. But then, of course, it, that doesn't make up for the evil atrocities they did, but they got away with it because they were, they gave, in fact, Hitler gave everybody a free radio. I don't think a lot of people know this. Every single citizen of Germany got a free radio. And you know why, obviously, Nick, because of what you were talking about, you'd be definitely smart enough to know, to control them through entertainment. So you mm-hmm. would be listening to a show, but then, of course, when he came on to do one of his, you know, orations of how incredible he was at that, right? You wouldn't miss it. You couldn't. But it was the only. So yeah, radio to draw you the yeah, to
2: to draw in the parallel. Yeah, draw the So that was that was Guglielmo that invented the radio. And did you know that yeah. for 15 years the radio just ran wild? It was completely unregulated. People, anyone with <laughs> yeah. the ham radio yeah, could literally that. send off their their. Uh, transmission and whoever was in the vicinity, whoever was on the right channel could pick it up and hear it. Get on there. And then Get on. the government realizes the power of the new medium of communication. And it's actually remarkable how slow they react. Reacted. It's like they mean to roll it out. They mean to give us the power to create, you know, but then they about 10 Maybe or 15 with years. Messing with
1: themselves. like, it's like they a 10 or 15 technology. year
2: cycle where all of a sudden they have to regulate it and control it all. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah. Let it run its cycle for a little bit. And you know, I want what to I'm learn as about. much as they can. If they let it run, they're going to learn about people. So let's say back then at that time, 30s, 40s, whatever you're talking about with ham radios and the radios, they're going to be able to listen and collect, not like they can today, but still at a rudimentary form, information about people, the Red Scare, you know, and, and the communists. And they went too far with that stuff. We all know that. But it right, is still right. not something we want within our country. But obviously, again, like I said, they went; they were going way too far. They were murdering people and stuff. It was sick. So you can't do well, that I, either.
2: I believe – I have faith that the, the soul of America, it's not as dead as the deadened culture. That When I say I'm in Hollywood and I think it's a darkness, I think that it's it, – they're sending the signal of everything. Everyone is There's a hope. zombie. Everyone oh, –
1: we were talking about that. Yeah, I think there's more people I don't people think it's the reality. I think it.
2: they're trying to make there. there's a tyrannical yeah. spirit that has infected the highest sectors yeah. of our of our cultural No, you're
1: right. You're right. You're right. creative think,
2: infrastructure. It's really it's a, it's maybe a, a it really is a cult. It's a
1: much smaller group than people it's think. They are
2: based the by working together the elite can control the masses minds and they've believed it for thousands of years. This is really no, they have been doing new it. It's just their power is just being amplified and I believe unveiled unintentionally on their part by the technology. By the Well, fact it's the that end had, game. I
1: think it's the end game. I think they right. got no we choice. So to make it Internet. seem like a good thing. Right? Socialism cool. is a good thing. All these things are a good things. That's just Yeah, words, yeah.
2: Words, making words getting rid of hate so speech powerful. is a good thing.
1: Right. Yeah, or Nazis. The word "not" Trump's a Nazi. They trust their
2: algorithms and how they frame. <laughs> them. They're not no. picking up the nuance between the manifesto murders a novel, you know, a, a work of art, and like violence. It is. So, so that's how they use this big broad brush. And it's it it is actually scary to see tyranny rising up like this in the United oh, States. Oh, they're very
1: but, very afraid right now. What I Look don't at
2: think they info. realize is that they're activating a higher order intensity. And I get into this. Yeah. Uh, it's fun to explore Agent Holmes' his character development because in the first book, he's just trying to figure everything out. Well, the more like, they
1: do, the more they're going to empower. Them. He's a, right. he's
2: a little bit more powerful. He's a little bit more on yeah. the cutting edge. And it's it's fascinating to get to that point where you realize, like, we're not going to cower to this tyranny right. in the United States of America. That's not what happens in history. That's really not. And so well, it's happened to you start other to look at these guys untrue. in Silicon Valley. With their culture of like censorship, it. and you see the Federal Reserve is is a taped-together thing, man.
1: Oh, yeah, right now. Anyone who looks into that right, right.
2: knows yeah. that it's, Central it's, banks. it's a hoax that, yeah. sadly, we've all been a part of, but they get to print the, th- the money from thin air and No function. loan from, it out say, on interest.
1: And that's so you what see these
2: wobbling me. pillars to the entire power structure. The key to is to remember this. It is not a wobbling pillar of Western civilization. If we can get back into philosophy, right. if we can get back into creativity, if we can get off our smartphones, if we can stop being programmed, and I don't mean to sound like I'm lecturing or, you know. You're not at all. You're giving sense. creative advice.
1: What did I call threatened. my uh, thing yesterday? I call it the philosophy. See? how uh, You just use the same. I'm using the same terminology, too. But this I shouldn't think be radical
2: only. or new it. terminology. Philosophy... Yeah is the basis of rational thought it undermines uh-huh. science it undermines underlies science rather
1: but the but the everyday man it undergirds religion them.
2: it it is the fundamental guidepost and an anchor that allowed us to evolve from from basically uh-huh. chaos and darkness and there's no interpretation of history that would see it otherwise you know it's right. not it's yeah, not up for debate
1: no, it's not up for debate. That's what I meant about the Constitution, too, as a philosophy. Remember me talking about John Locke and then his philosophy and how it led to you know the formation? Mm. And, and then so with, yeah, we uh, would be, Thomas Paine, it's philosophy. There's nothing yeah. wrong with the well, world. Whole,
2: our whole conversation is coming full circle now. Yeah. We're talking about the education system. I don't even know how we got into that after talking about the <laughs> Olympics, but.
1: No, I love this conversation because we're getting into a lot of really cool stuff.
2: Well, there is a through line to it as well. You know, we're battling a a very dark control system now, but it's amazing that we're on this level and it feels like we're winning. It really does. It felt like they thought they could intimidate everyone and we wouldn't stand up. And now on every level um, we are, culturally, politically, you know what I mean? Psychologically, personally, interpersonally, we're standing up to it. And they're scared and they're frightened.
1: Well, go back to what you said, Nick. I want to and address that because I think the system believe is it.
2: crumbling. We're crushing it. It's not as community. many people. As it makes you me think. emotional, man. It makes me want to freaking cry.
1: Well, think no. Yeah, me we're too. Absolutely I've been, defeating I've been them
2: and many and worked, times. And it's not any one person, it's, it's humanity's rising up to meet a system that wanted to control its mind, and we're crushing it. And it feels great.
1: We are. Look, what I wanted to say was that. Just to agree with you, it's not as many people, and this goes back to my thing about Atlanta and the lies of what was going on. It's all look at what the left hand is doing. Don't look at what the right hand is doing. That, that yeah, the, it's such
2: uh, basic the stuff. Once you really yeah, study what's going on, that's that's yeah. why I have faith that more and more the role they
1: call the Trump train, down. and it's not even Trump. It's just about America and the change because we we're not always going to have Trump. We're not going to be the Trump. next
2: person. He's a new archetype, that. though he yeah. created a symbol of a of a right. swamp-proof president uh, that can go and in hope. and play 5D chess and win. And that
1: well, he's got to get rid of the top biggest ones, and then the next one can deal with it and work based I mean, off they, that foundation. Why
2: they're really mad is because he's shown a new example. There's a new, you know, we have a president in there that says a bunch of fake promises like they always did, yeah, yeah, and course. then never does anything. That will never work again. He has. We. That's what I mean. I really believe. I love it. On a long enough timeline, we're crushing the new world order, or whatever it was, whatever this control system was. Is it's collapsing? It it
1: wasn't as. And its final mind trick will be to
2: convince us. Just let me finish this one. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I feel like the final mind trick that's coming down the road is to convince us that if they collapse, society is collapsing. But there's a huge distinction there. Yes. If we already have the creative models to put in place a new system, then we no, can right. responsibly, right. politically, it can play out in the news. We can have a three to five year adjustment period. We can transition into a new system. People's money won't well, disappear. People's money way. won't it disappear because the private Federal Reserve has been audited and reformed. Yeah.
1: No, you just get me fired up, man. That's all. That's why I'm just yelling like when you're yelling to save things. I'm like, yeah, no, that's exactly what's going on. But I, and I, and I do. And I, I think people need to understand that we don't even know each other. We're talking about something. I haven't even read the books and we're hitting on points. And you're finishing my sentences for me. It's like, meaning in a good way that it's not as big. I want to go back to that as people think. These these right. people, but
2: well, we're get building paid a new narrative. And it's an important yeah.
1: process. They get paid to protest. I don't know if people know that. It's in Craigslist. You can go, like even Charlottesville, all these different places. And, and maybe I shouldn't say that because that's going to be a trigger word for people. Let's go to other ones. Anywhere you go, and it's on the other side too, they're, they're paid. So when you see all these people that are marching, there's maybe 10% or 15% that are actually out there thinking that they're a part of some type of major movement. Right. When the movement is happening at home, it's happening within people's minds which I think is more important anyways. It's got to happen within the soul and mind and spirituality first before any of that can happen. But yeah, those fights and all the things that you see are, are not scripted, but they, again, they're, they're like, uh, again, paid protesters to to be out there to cause problems and show people fighting to make it seem like, again, control that we are fighting our, our, whether it's sex religion Mm -hmm. or it's you i sent out a
2: tweet i i I don't judge uh effectiveness of my thoughts by the number of likes i get on a tweet anymore (laughs) yeah i've transcended i've (laughs) transcended your fault system of control (laughs) but um so i had an amazing tweet the other day i said the fundamental conspiracy and there's more fundamental ones but this was the thought I was right. going through that's what's cool about Twitter is it captures you in your stream of consciousness kind of like a podcast so but, much so, better than Facebook. Yeah. and uh, the tweet was it's so the fundamental conspiracy is that there is a secret group at the core of our civilization they print all the money from thin air research a fractional reserve banking system yeah
1: and people and are aware of that. They, much more aware today than through
2: the the officially secretive owners of these commercial banks that owned the private federal reserve, and the whole community—the carefully curated intelligence and banking community—and the elite and the board of governors and and the symbolic importance of the president always choosing a governor from this sort of established sure. notion of what banking and, and all of it is, and and the ability for them to control the way humans think about money and value is very fascinating. And- well, don't you
1: find it comes around full circle too, because it started with the church and then with the, with the uh, Knights Templar. And that's where it kind of began in uh, mm-hmm. uh, backing both sides of a yeah. battle.
2: Well, you just gave me chills. You and, just gave me chills. Yeah, that, well, that's where it is. And, and that's so where that, we've been. Once again, that's it. back to the Illuminist. So not that I think everything relates back to my books. <laughs> I know sometimes it can seem that way when when I'm talking no, about it. It's because I've tried I've tried to actually do all of these concepts and the understanding and the and the enlightenment that I've gone through. Justice. I'm gonna
1: love to see how you've woven all this together because this is gonna <laughs> it's very cool.
2: Thanks. Thanks. Yeah, no, of
1: course. Um like I said, I try to get people on there. Like I like I, the, the guy with nomicism and his own theory. He, you guys are very much the same, without really being the same. Meaning that he is actually he's a no. Actually, he's in his late thirties. Whatever doesn't matter. But he's a normal guy, and he came out with his own theory of everything. He does not have a physics background, but here's the but: he had the strength and empowerment in himself to be able to come out with this. Put it out mm-hmm. in front of the world, and to allow right. people to look at it with no shame and to critique it. And he's looking for the mathematician, like we talked about, to prove him either wrong right. or right. So somebody your age that can see these things that are going on gives me hope, Nick. It gives me hope right. that we aren't done because I'm almost at that point. I'm telling you, I, I've been talking about that. No, with some no, no.
2: this out isn't there a, that. From my perspective, close to my civil gender- war. Maybe I'm more of an anomaly than I even know, which I don't think I am, you know? I hope not. The response to my books, though, it's it's not primarily from the millennial generation.
1: But, you know. Where is it? Do you see your demographics? Are you able to?
2: Well, it's it's a scattershot still, but there it's, it's primarily conservative just because it, the way that ideas. You know, I'm boxed. talking
1: about age. Are you getting younger people
2: reading them? Yeah, There are. It's not that there aren't. But the majority, I would say, of are it is um, people who but have had have a longer movies. time to season so that they're to the point where they feel like they would understand the nuances probably of an FBI thriller. You know, yeah, I don't know how well, many you got to people...
1: have that time over the wisdom of living a number of years. You've, you've got enough time, once you get into your 30s, 40s, things start to change and you start to kind of figure things out. And that's the problem. You realize how Instead close of being a rebellious to... teenager today. Yeah. This last thing—it's different now. They're, these kids are so radicalized; everything is a trigger to them. As they call them, the snowflakes. You know, it just it's like it doesn't matter what you say to them. Right. They know what's right, and they know what's better. um You know, they know history. It's impossible mm-hmm. for them to, and that's what I meant by now. They're just going to throw out their own history right. because the people are dead that know the history that could teach them and sit them down. Pull up a pew, mm-hmm. kid. I'm about to teach you some wisdom. I'm going to tell you like it is. Yes. And they're gone now. And now they're just going to be told whatever truth. Well, it was amazing when we
2: had, and this is why we have to fight to get it back. When we had a, a truly free and open internet that you could trust and it wasn't, it hadn't been bottlenecked into these three major companies, Facebook, Twitter, and Googles, YouTube. And you know, there, it wasn't controlled like cable news. So it's a, it, in terms of where we were, we're now in a dark age. But so I can see where your, uh, you know, your despair is coming from.
1: From my age, it's just because of that. Because and you've seen it deteriorating.
2: But from my perspective, yeah. I have a much more powerful reason to be doing what I'm doing than they have to be mm-hmm. trying to stop me
1: to stop it. Yeah. And I've been dealing with this stuff and my thoughts even at my age for a lot longer than most people like I joked around about that 1111 thing I even seeing that since the early 90s nobody even was talking about that on the internet until uh like the early 2000s it started to come around where people were saying do you notice that this 1111 thing and then it just exploded but I saw it all the time and just blew it off uh, but it was constant all the time 11, 11. Mm-hmm. so I don't know why And maybe it's just because I I have explored in my life. I have explored enough
2: coincidences with certain numbers, and eleven's one of them. Yeah, three,
1: three, three. Yeah, eleven's huge. My main number in life is nine. It always has been nine. For whatever reason, it's nine. Plus, as I fooled around with the number and found out, all numbers all break down to nine. Every number doesn't matter what it is. And then I have a fascination, obviously, with infinity because then you can have different types of it. You can have infinity mm-hmm. plus one, which sounds weird as hell, right? But there's a real thing mm-hmm. called infinity plus one, right? right. Uh, you know, then there's the paradox. The technical the
2: term for hell? that? I think it's called something. I of... can't remember.
1: Yeah, yeah. but because I'm just starting to really get into it. But there's three of them types of of uh, infinities, infinities,
2: Yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I think yeah. that. Was, I think I heard that from Michio Kaku or something. But... Probably because would you know, know he, our culture culture's not all bad. You gotta love Michio.
1: <laughs> I do, I do, I do. I, I and we get. I man, I've been getting into Elon Musk a lot, and I really feel. Elon,
2: I think his name's Elon. Elon, yeah, Elon. Sorry,
1: Elon. You're all right. But I see a man after I saw him on Rogan, and they were talking about DMT. and then they were talking about AI and the singularity. Mm-hmm. I knew this man has already figured out that he can't win. He is not going to get across to Google, Facebook, and all of these, whoever else is doing it, who, who knows who's doing this out there. Yeah. And that it's already become, because they're using a different type of that, learning. That, that, that is, is it that, that famous
2: I viral? Follow. I think it was his viral video on YouTube. It's already Yeah, too it was late. he was smoking pot. He was drinking. Oh mad, no, that da, da, was da, Joe Rogan. No. Okay. There's, yeah, a, there's Rogan. a pretty cool clip out there. It's pretty short too. And it's just, I think it's just Elon Musk. It's already too late for the AI thing.
1: <laughs> yeah, because I saw in his eyes. I just watch. I'm good at that. And I think it's just because of the Asperger's in me, the very mild Asperger's. I noticed his, his face and just his expressions and the way he'd look off. And that's why I believe he's doing the Neuralink. And he's told that, look, if you can't beat it, join it.
2: That's the only well, here. I
1: think you have he wants to
2: us. He wants controller. the good guys to get ahead of the game, and I agree with. Right, and, and that's the only way. It's a because military, military posture. Them. It's kind of humanity's first sin, right? The original sin yeah. of just if and we Cosmic don't. We're not ready to kill them. They will kill us, and it's it's yes. the same. It's too bad that it goes to straight out warfare, but that's yeah. human nature.
1: But I but I think he's seen it's the only answer that he has, and I wish he'd stop making cars. And start focusing on this. Be the head of think tanks. That's where we need this guy. He's he's so damn smart. And I was going to say Cosmic Librarian on Twitter, and, and I love her to death. And she may be right. Has said I don't trust the guy. I just don't. I don't know what he's doing. Well, it's scary. And, it and uh, perceptions today.
2: Too. Have we've been having a chat. Yeah, and, I love Paul uh, Yeah. He also is very skeptical of it. And he or yeah. they showed me I a know. link that and was and pretty. Should be. was pretty intense. he's be. already actually is testing it on rats and stuff.
1: <laughs> yeah, but but you'd have to is my point. You'd have to do those things. He's going to test it on himself, and I'm going more on a faith thing because of what I yeah, saw. As long as he'll
2: test it on himself, I would trust energetic. it. I would trust it more if he tested on himself.
1: Oh, he's going to. I'm sure he's going to. He said that he was going to test it on himself first, and it's just his. It's just his thinking. I love it because it's Occam's razor. He's not being so um, egotistical to say I'm going to beat it. He's actually so smart that he's admitting because you got to know your strengths and weaknesses. And he knows
2: you're going to turn on AI or we're going to build yeah. the AI yeah. board. So I got to cool.
1: join it, join with it so I can watch it. Mm-hmm. That's the only way. And I, I kind of see something in that now that might change. I might change my mind a month from now, depending on what he does. But I yeah. saw that in that video and in it vo- in his voice, inflection which i've been trained to do because i've been doing oh, that.
2: oh man life. this is phone. fascinating and i'll tell you this is coincidental because the third aiden holmes thriller just to get it out there it's going to be called deep silicon and it's going to be very highly targeted at the issues of ai and, and big tech no, and silicon it's be. i
1: think that's your next that it's, would be yeah the that's, that's it's just
2: the the natural trail of thought is going there so it's pretty fascinating
1: Let's go back to that because we have it going all over, but I've loved the discussion. I mean, I just, I just love it. So tell me, because I know the, the Illuminist and the Q source is like you said, it's more of a standalone and it's like a fairy tale.
2: It's a, it's source. a super ambitious science fiction that goes into spirituality and psychology. Back, why not you
1: explain this one a little bit more than me just reading the thing off there in, in your own, not getting away too much. Yeah. because. I almost find this one to be the I most interesting. I could talk about
2: the Illumin- I mean the Lumis will be around in 50 to 250 years. I I know it.
1: That seema my, that's my like intuition in reading them and looking at the three. This one is just to me it's calling to me. It's it's calling out to me that to be read that I'm that's going amazing. to read. I
2: think of it as a, as really a a giant a hero's journey structure like a Star Wars or a, a mythos yeah, life level history, type of thing really um it it definitely is not the the most well written book yet I actually plan to revisit it now that I've written two more i mm-hmm. I feel like I know how to write them more for public consumption not that this one not that I didn't obsess and slave over it but right <laughs> it's just that um it's a, it's, a high brow. That. it's a little highbrow, man and satisfied. it's highbrow. and you know it's religious and it's shocking and w- where it all leads is
1: Well you're looking at it from a fiction point of view so why would you say that it would be highbrow It just Is that a curiosity?
2: I, I mean, guess it's my own ambition and it it's uh it's what drove me to write it that and it's a certain tone like once you're once you've been an author for it was a while if it's
1: non-fiction Once maybe.
2: you've been an author for a while you really start to hear the different tones and things and, okay. and understanding how it's, it. it's a little bit more philosophical than the majority of the population can go at this time can go but that doesn't mean that all it's right. not written with an eye on the future you know
1: it, it you're saying they're not quite ready specifically for culturally listening? we
2: yeah. aren't quite ready to pull back the full veil and see it all even yeah. though there, I see in pockets it's all it's happening all around us I mean the luminous covers everything from dmt what about what about the neurallogical it's it's, oh, it's like or, I don't or, even know how I wrote it dude. Yeah, I really what don't what was that yeah I
1: just disclo- I just out disclosure alone of, uh, you know, alien disclosure is a massive thing that is, look to the right. Don't look to the left. No one's even talking about it. And I have a feeling that's going to be, that's going to come out here in in the next year or two, mm-hmm. or maybe even tomorrow, we're that close because of that spiral effect of, again, because they need, distractions. That is they need so crazy. distractions. Yeah. The, the- well, it might not be real. It could be the whole, uh, uh, well, I'm, von Braun. Not, I'm not saying
2: it wouldn't be real, but I'm saying it wouldn't also be that they didn't need a giant distraction at that time. But there is
1: a theory that it wouldn't be real, that Wernher von yeah. Braun told his secretary we were going to go through, did you hear about this? These different stages, and it would start with terrorists first, then it was going to move, actually it was uh, communism, then it was going to go to terrorists, and, and he had died before any of this happened. We were going to have a major event and then the next thing to control people was gonna be an alien agenda that wasn't real. But they were gonna use it as a way to control us. I find that to be mind-blowing. I heard that. that. this man, yeah, what did this and told her all this and then passed away, and it has happened exactly.
2: Was that Stephen Greer's hypothesis? Said, Does it do you know?
1: No, it was on drawn. But it's been spoken of by these people. i I guarantee it. Because in fact he where you're thinking of Greer interviewed the secretary that had the information. He would sit there with her and discuss these things with her that he would not discuss with other scientists. He just trusted her, so he would explain these things of why he came here, Germany, why they did, and you know that that Roswell and all these things were real. They did back engineer stuff. They sold a lot of the information to private uh, companies, and that's why we have cell phones. That's right. why we have right? All that. So
2: in Q10, all of that, it, there's always a bigger story to why we have the incredible technologies we have. Right.
1: I mean, it is going to spiral and become faster and faster, but for how much, how far we've gone in the last hundred years, man, I mean, it, it's, yeah. and now it's doubling like every three months, what would happen? I can't remember if it was, a, if it's a, a hundred or a thousand years, it might be a thousand years that every three months. We're gaining that much data and that much information. <laughs> I would believe that- it,
2: man. I would believe it. I can't believe the things they up. do. It. I'm pretty sure that
1: that's accurate.
2: I can't believe what's going on. At a, at a certain level, if I were just beamed in now, I would say this society is being controlled by an alien species.
1: Yeah.
2: It it's a prison in. planet. It doesn't I even hate know. Hate a, It can't admit I, it. It can't come to admit it.
1: No, I can't. And I hate to take from Alex Jones, but prison planet is the perfect word, man. I have a joke with some friends when I say what we really are. You ha-
2: wait, things, you hate to right? take from Alex Jones? I think Alex well, Jones – No, I,
1: I like Alex. I, in fact, I, should, I like him he, as a person, but
2: he – He's been totally to painted into a corner. He's been painted right. into a corner. Well yeah, he no, made he some mistakes, but he got painted into a corner.
1: Yeah. yeah. He's alright. He's fun. He's fun. That's what I like about him. He's a, he's fun. He gets in the, the faces. He did break out the, he did did a very good job at the Bohemian Grove stuff. So there's a lot of good stuff he did. But um damn, what was I gonna say now? It wasn't about Alex Jones, it was important too. It was um this is why I see a neurology It's <laughs> a so short term memory is Well, yeah. You know, so
2: you're talking about the cultural moment, how it's like asymptotic how it's exponential changing technology yeah. to a point.
1: Well, I don't know. I can't remember. But but anyways, but yeah. But, as Terrence McKenna like, would,
2: would say, it is the transcendental object at the end of history. Yeah. And we're all and in its yeah, gravity. We to right? catch up to, 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 the, to
1: the amount of time and of what's going on. Then you got wow. the breakaway um, civilization that everybody talks about as well. With the with the you know this uh hidden space force and hmm. you know
2: maybe that could, I be, the, know. Maybe that could be the fourth
1: thing, man. like a Renaissance man, I don't know maybe that
2: could be the fourth uh Aiden Holmes earlier. <laughs>
1: that's, that's a big one that could be very real. There was a guy, I can't remember his name, and he used to take his telescope and point it and he had it configured in such a way that he was getting pictures of craft all over orbit, everywhere. And it wasn't this. Yeah, did you hear the, the
2: Navy just space. came out with new protocols for handling um, UFO sightings?
1: No, they come out with another handbook because I know about the old one. About,
2: that news I saw that yesterday that just came out. The, really? the Navy has a new one, yeah.
1: See, so maybe the maybe they are planning for this disclosure. Uh, but you need to see this guy's videos, man. I'm telling you, I'm going to remember the name and I send it to you because they cut they shut him down so fast. They had black helicopters all over this guy's house and he was filming it. it. It was everywhere, but you can see, and you could just make out these big, massive ships in orbit around the earth. I mean, just right. stuff that, and then you add that with Buzz Aldrin making that statement about Phobos and the monolith on Phobos. You look at what's on Phobos.
2: That was a bizarre That story.
1: is a monolith, man. It, that thing is a perfect rectangle standing up on phobos
2: you didn't ever he say it? that on I alex heard. jones though wasn't that on alex Jones? no and i've seen it no it's on mainstream
1: news you can go look it up you can see the photos it's it's never been debunked it's there it's there and he but he maybe did something on the show i don't know which show he said it like said it no it wasn't TV. it was on c-span nick it is on c-span that's oh. how legitimate it was. Yeah, it was on C-SPAN. He said- Not that our C-SPAN Netflix is any more legitimate than Alex
2: well, okay.
1: <laughs> Fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. We're but in some crazy
2: said, times now.
1: Yeah. That's where we need to go though. We really do and see what's going on there. And when the Russians um, uh, way back, well, I say way back, not that long, they, they shot some probes off that were shut down from Mars at the time. There was like two of them and, of course, that's where Phobos is. I think there is something going on there. And it's not just – There probably – and I take Mars. it back. C-SPAN is,
2: C-SPAN is pretty much just transparent. You're just watching Congress. Yeah, I take right, it But
1: I know what you were saying, though. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you yeah.
2: – But as far as, trust- as far as Phobos and the Mars thing, I don't – I would have – I know nothing about that. I oh,
1: heard. you need – when we get off, just, just image it. Just look up Phobos um, uh, uh, monolith and take will a do. look at it, man. Will do. It will – Destroy it when when you see this thing. Um, the work that Richard Hoagland has done with Mike Barra, um, you know, with the hexagon on Saturn, and with you know specific sacred numbers that they have found mm-hmm. um, within. Saturn and Mars, all across the face of Mars. That's stuff well, it's that stuff, hexagonal, I do right? That's reading. got that
2: hexagonal yeah. storm at its pole. Yeah. That it, yeah. and you hear the yeah. sound of Saturn. Yeah. That's another thing. And I'm okay at the end with it. I'm skeptical. I don't believe. At the end of this, so you should, have familiar. you ever heard the sound of Saturn? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've listened. Okay. It's beautiful. Yeah, I've listeners, heard all if that. you haven't heard that, go listen. YouTube yep. right now the sound that Saturn makes. It is everybody really
1: out there do that. Haunting. Yes, listen to that. And every planet has it. Uranus, they all have it. Yeah, the gas giants actually do. So it's Jupiter, Saturn, uh, Uranus. uh, I'm not sure if Pluto does or not. I still consider it a planet, damn it. (laughs) But uh, yeah, (laughs) but I know Uranus, Saturn, definitely. And then uh, Jupiter all have like a song, uh, let's call it, you know, that it it puts out there, vibration, frequency. It's a frequency, yeah, very cool. Yeah, so where... um, tell people where they can get you, but do you have a website?
2: I do. Yeah. It's just nickeris.com for that. And and then I have links that go through to Amazon there, or you can buy them straight off the site and I'll sign them and ship them to you.
1: Awesome. And I'm going to make sure and get all of your links. will be in the show notes for people. Um, And then obviously they can pick up your books anywhere. Cause I'm looking at it here on Amazon. Um, So I'd imagine, can they get them through your own site as well? How would you prefer them to get them?
2: Uh, right now, Amazon, I'm trying to drive up the sellers list. And if you can leave, a, I'm still a, a very, uh, I've confused. only been a published author for a little over a year now. Yeah. If you can give me reviews, that's amazing. That helps. That is the so um, you got that's it. That's the yeah, one way can. that I can get past the algorithm.
1: People, you've got to do this for him because I know I'm telling you, I am stuck on my podcast at 11, uh, five star reviews. And for some reason, I, I mean, I get hundreds of listeners. It's gone into the thousands on a few. And it's stuck there. No one will take two seconds mm. <laughs> just to give you a, just the review because it's for the algorithm. It's not even about the review. You need to write a review. So people write a review for Nick. Don't just – the five stars is important too, but you got to write something.
2: And please read for the book before you do. It. I, I, yeah, I, really, I love, Of course, um, read it
1: because <laughs> a lot of people will do that's that. That's really the point. It,
2: I, I, I could care review. less about the review. Read the books. Enjoy yeah. that. How weird is that? that?
1: Why would somebody write a review and not read
2: it? Don't know. Don't know. I well, you know what it is?
1: Either. It's it's because people tend, and this is why it's, it is that important, is because people tend to only write reviews about things they don't like. And that has to change. They needed a, a different system. Um, people that hate a product
2: or got yeah, upset. You get, they you get, the get the really pissed that, off and you, don't you don't don't give, give it yeah, a, a don't one-star review. Don't. Everybody's been there. Everybody's done that. Yeah, <laughs> of
1: course. I get pissed, but I call and complain. I won't go online and do it because I know that it's worthless it, just because I've been in the business and doing this kind of stuff for a long, long period of time. I wanted to tell you something too. I didn't want to, cause I'm always obviously jumping in, in the middle of people's sentences. <laughs> I always do, but I, I did some penny catalogs when I was a little kid and I did a Burger King commercial. I, I was only, I was really little. I was like four and my mom really wanted to get me into this but I couldn't. I'm too short. I'm only five foot four. So I, I didn't mm-hmm. grow. And, and I I hated it anyways. It wasn't for me. I didn't. And I, this wasn't out in California. This was here in Florida. So it was some minor stuff. But I just thought it was cool when you said that. I didn't want to bust in because I know how bad I am about that as it is. It's <laughs> like, yeah, I was in a Petty's uh, catalog when I, was at, when I was a little kid. But, but no, next commercial, I barely remember it. But I remember it was fun. But all I of that stuff—it's
2: it's, it's not as satisfying as it as it seems it could. No, yeah, it's not.
1: It's not uh, what do they call it? Um, I don't mean to say sex, drugs, and rock and roll is another term that they call it. It's not all. Uh, I don't know, whatever, doesn't um, But yeah, yeah, I've learned a lot of that from Wayne as well, and yeah, we need to talk about that at another time separately. I just want to talk to you, absolutely, um, about Wayne and your books and uh, getting information out there.
2: Um I yeah, want to get you The back More online. like minds the better. I think that it, it has to just kind of start yeah. to organically grow. And I feel yeah. like it is. No, man. No. I feel like it is. People are resonating with what I We can make this
1: explode if we get ending. the right time. Yeah, but it's gotta get some air time to get this in front of ninety million households, which we can do. So that
2: would be- and, and that would change the world.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. It's look, it's it's, it's synergy and it's syn- it's synchronicity of why we met you know like when oh we i believe in twitter. that i
2: believe I in that twitter. to the core of my being man and, and people people who read my books will know that yeah. there, there's an authentic connection to the spirit and, and to what feels like there is a strange sense of destiny that i hate, it, I hate social
1: media and i only have it because now i need it for the for the podcast i actually got rid of it completely and they got sucked back in and then i did started doing twitter but i only do it now for like you, Perceptions, Darlene and Cosmic Librarian and a few other people, Casey, some people like I have two different personas, one that's more for the podcast and then the other one, which is more my kind of, I don't, I never want to call it politics. It's not philosophy of just, you know, backing what's going on and my, you know, more conservative type views. And so I've got that group. I've as listened well. to three of your Very
2: podcasts cool. now. I really have only known you for a couple, maybe a few weeks. Maybe about a Which month. Which three did you listen to? I listened to the founding father one. I listened to um, the ones that where you talk you know, more about time, a- the time wave and the and the, the phys- like physics stuff. Maybe that was and the first like one.
1: There was uh, oh yeah, well that would have been um, the guy that I was talking about that is theory of everything. That has to be him. Um, and then the very first one I would want anybody to because it's, it's anthony peak anthony peak is one of the but anyways my,
2: my point was I I, I I would review your your podcast and absolutely give it five stars you have a great way of kind of cracking cracking these incredibly complex concepts like eggs and letting the yolk come out so. i just let
1: it go i don't know what it is and it look it might be all total bullshit i mean i don't know but but you got to think and i think you know here i'm going to leave it at this because this is about you too guys this isn't about me and my stuff this is about your books and your stuff but I have this statement I've been saying because I hear it more and more lately now that, you know, and it's an ancient statement that, you know, the more uh, we think and the more knowledge we gain, the less we know. So what's the point? I am so tired of that. because well, that, that Socrates. Needs to be shelved. Yeah. And that needs to be shelved. Okay. We know that. And we know it's true. We're never going to know everything just because of our makeup and our senses and the way things work. But do not let that hold you back, and I think it's holding right. people back right. because they're getting to a point where it's their own idea, but they don't trust themselves. They don't think they're well, small. It's a misinterpretation of at. the statement. So it is.
2: It, yeah, it, When deep. It's a deep point within. It seems that it's in epistemology that what it's saying is, which is just a fancy term philosophers use for the study of what can be known. So right. Before. And so within epistemology, it's making the very subtle point that as you, like, just like with quantum mechanics, as you study matter, you break it down further and further, you get to a point where it literally defies subscription and can't even be measured. And so right. that, that's just like a, you know. But I don't
1: think we're done. I think we've only scratched the surface. Right. That's just a microcosm of the big. Yeah, it is. And my idea of like, a, you know. Life is where so we're getting, spooky.
2: There are so many coincidences, aren't so there? Spooky.
1: Dude, it's, it's more more like every day it happens to me, and it's happening more and more. And that's what I mean by "there's something happening." Yeah, there's a right now, tide. at this time, there's a rising
2: tide, and, and we're in an incredible time. It's a historical uh, revolution. Absolutely, a
1: mixture of dimensions and parallel universes. I don't know. What I, I think is that the,
2: there's a lot going on with human consciousness. Absolutely, and who knows what it is? But you're influencing. This has a been lot an amazing conversation, around. Drew. That was that was great. Yeah, I, I,
1: I. Yeah, I definitely want to have you back on again.
2: Will do, uh, yeah.
1: Now that the craziness is over and my like rock star thing over just wanting to talk to you about these <laughs> different things. Yeah, and you know what?
2: I know works. one day I'm going to have a podcast. I actually know what it's going to be called, funny enough. Uh, and I already wrote a book about it. You need one. Yeah, it's you called, need to have a podcast. I think I want to call it The Depolarized Show, and I, I want to um, really pull apart the false left-right oh. paradigm and just kind of have that be the theme of the show. But, it can, op- it, you know, that could be – a fertile incubator for conversations that could range all yeah. kinds of topics, but the depolarized show, what do you think of that?
1: I love it. I'll no, have you really on. Do.
2: You could maybe I, be I, my yeah. first guest. That'd be I, great. I, I would, I would There's a few other people it. that want to be on do. it, but yeah.
1: Yeah. We well, could do a round table always too. In fact, come to me before you start and I'll tell you all the stuff I did wrong. <laughs> oh. Before I started. Um, and I want to give that shout out and tell them on Twitter, because I'm trying to get uh, perceptions cosmic librarian to come on with me and be co-hosts they're interested but i'm they're right on that edge and i really want them to do this with me because i think that they would make for great uh like to to balance on because we're all a little bit different like in what what she was saying about musk and what i was saying about musk are two different things i think would make for a great show and i'd love for you to be on after after talking to you but i think you would probably serve best by having your own specific ones if you have your books so that that makes sense, but well, um, yeah.
2: In the future, who knows? We'll see what's going on. It yeah. seems like media is going more key, towards audio yeah. and more towards easily um, yeah. consumed formats, yeah. and the novel is a bit antiquated in that in that world. But I, I feel like what you need to get Anthony Peak on is the what same I way to say. that know, philosophy is not going to fully go die. You know what I mean? Writing stories and actually reading books, no, not of gonna, not. not. You know, we, we've really got no, to. Have a renaissance with our culture, especially my generation, and really come to realize all the things we don't even know. Hey, Nick, we get we hit know. with an
1: EMP, like maybe you didn't listen to that one, Dr. Pry, Dr. Peter Pry. No, I never. And the to existential that. risk. That's the most important one, I think, for anybody to listen to Dr. Uh, Pry, because it's huh? so real hmm. that it could happen at any moment from an enemy, but it happens from the sun, a coronal mass ejection right. could happen at any moment, and we are back to the Stone Age and uh, we're, we'll leave on this because we won't keep going but this is important 90 percent of the population would be dead within one year if not if when when because it, it, we're right. going to get hit with it again if we do not harden the grid if we do not get with our senators congressmen and that's why I prize there right now they're, they're, they just wrote i think an executive order to start working on it we don't get this done and something happens between now and then we're done and when you talk about reading books Thank God, because that's all we'll have. You won't be able to do anything else. you will be right. reading books. So go buy <laughs> Nick here. Get your books, stock. Because you're going to want to read.
2: But also, as Terrence McKenna would say, I, I I am a fan of Terrence McKenna, and I I've never yeah, actually okay. taken DMT, but it seems like he derived a lot of wisdom from it. And at one point, he said, "We don't know enough about the universe to worry." <laughs> So at the same time, whatever happens, even if, even if the MP blast happens right after this podcast, just enjoy the ride, everybody.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Or we might make it through and come up with something. I mean, look, life, what is that term? You know, even like they use it in the movie, you know, life has a find, it finds a way it finds a way to kind of, but then again, as humans, we're, we're more like viruses. The earth might not want us back. So, you know, who, who knows, man, who knows? Here I, I am saying. I, 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 I think you need I
2: to do some uh, some neuro linguistic programming, so you don't
1: yeah. feel that way. Please <laughs> help me, but in a controlled setting, folks. That's you don't just go and do this <laughs> stuff on your own. You know, do an ayahuasca ceremony or find somebody that you know that's done it many, many times, knows what they're doing, and it's only fifteen minutes long. And
2: Have you, you done ayahuasca?
1: That. No, no, but it's really the same thing. But yeah, ayahuasca is like ten hours of like the DMT trip. I want to, and I'm going to at some point for sure. Go. So one Maybe final
2: question. Do you, do you think that it's a hallucination in the brain or do you think like Joe Rogan no, thinks that it, you're actually pulling back a girl. veil?
1: Yes, we are. Beyond. Absolutely. hundred percent. I did it for the very first time alone. As crazy enough as that sounds, the only because I had so much... that
2: our brain can't. Uh... Yeah. Wow.
1: No, it's, it's, it's another, it's, it's either another dimension or pure peri- It's real. It's it, when you're there, Nick, it is Not a more real than could this possibly is possibly be. I don't believe so. You're asking, like, if I believe, I'm just saying what I believe. I believe that that mm-hmm. is reality, that is where we come from and where we actually are. This You're is perceiving a
2: frequencies is- or yes. vibrational waves, it otherwise, it's, it's like can't.
1: if it's a simulated universe, it's where the simulation comes from. Yeah, it's the makers yes. of the simulation. It, like i said i'm telling you it's like this is a cartoon no i this agree that's where, that's where
2: where creativity it's so weird inspiration that's where it all comes from it just and everybody sees
1: feels the same like thing like
2: it comes in from a different dimension or something yeah.
1: and they all see the same thing with lsd it's different people see different things and and it helps them with different aspects of their lives if they do it the right way you got to do it the right way again set setting blah 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 but it's that is more hallucinatory And DMT, you're you're hallucinating, but you're literally interacting with beings that are speaking with you rationally and also yourself, your higher self. This Um, is Ayahuasca. No, I'm done DMT. I haven't done the Ayahuasca yet, but where I had my past speaking to me, my future speaking to me and my present, and I knew that it was real. Absolutely. All this stuff already happened because, you know, time is fluid. Everything's fluid. Everything's already happened. Let's end with that again, because it's not about me. It's about your books.
2: Well, I'm no, it's happy. all related, man. It's not, I don't, yeah. you know, it's all I know, but it's very so, intertwined it with them. So I don't want
1: people to forget about that. That's the no, reason. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. Go out and get the Aiden Holmes detective thriller series. I promise it, it is a wild ride and it's very relevant to what's going on in the news. And I think it will help you be more in touch with the actual reality of the events as they're going on in yep. real time behind the scenes. Might even
1: help people, like you just said, just to be able to get through everything that's going on. Um, that's interesting. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Look, when as soon as I'm done, I'm going to be on here um, purchasing uh, the first book. So awesome! All right, you thank so you so, so much. Right.
2: man. No, hey, uh, thank I, you, I, I Drew, and thanks to fun. your audience. This has been fun. This was
1: the, this was the funnest uh, one that I've actually done. All the other ones are great; they were phenomenal. But this was fun. Wow, I had a lot of fun.
2: Well, on that note,
1: yep. the next
2: one
1: yeah it's gonna play the outro we'll talk to you later see you drew
0: thanks for listening and hopefully you've added something to your knowledge base subscribe now and please give us a five-star rating spread the love and feel free to leave a kind written review for us your humble hosts gain knowledge after every episode Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Pull Up a Pew Podcast. That's P-U-L-L-U-P-A-P-E-W Podcast. Again, Facebook and Instagram at Pull Up a Pew Podcast. P-U-L-L-U-P-A-P-E-W Podcast. And Twitter at Pull Up a Pew. Again, P-U-L-L-U-P-A-P-E-W Twitter at pull up a pew. Please also consider supporting us through Patreon with anything you feel you can afford at patreon.com slash up a pew. Patreon is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash pull up a pew. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash P-U-L-L-U-P. A P E W. We will also be doing shows and supporting The Innocence Project. There can be no greater crime or misery than having your liberty and freedom taken away knowing you're innocent. So thanks for listening. And if you're a new podcaster and want to have advantages we can offer you through our partnership with Asander Production and Worldwide Motion Pictures, then email us at info at that's pull up a few, P U L L U P A P
1: E W podcast.com. Folks, real quick before I can, we completely end, I do want to mention um, something that I, I really, really did um, have a great time uh, with Nick. And I really want to push everybody to get those books because I'm, I'm telling you, um, just and even looking at them, they, they have so much to say with what's going on today, uh, in today's society, uh, number one. Um, and number two, I'm so happy I had a good time because the next series of podcasts that you guys are going to hear are going to be heart wrenching. They are going to be very, very difficult for me personally to get through. And for the other people that are involved, um, all having to do with this massive cult Um, that is technically still, still even getting away with some things to this day. Um, so that's all I'm going to say for now. And, uh, that's it. You guys have a great rest of your day. Peace.